Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 249 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor. We'd like to thank ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. And we wanted to mention that the second edition of our book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, is available on Amazon. Everyone agrees that collaboration is essential in today's world, but knowing the right tools will make all the difference. In our last live episode, we discussed the recent Association of Corporate Counsel annual meeting in Phoenix and our learnings from it. In the interim, we also rebroadcast an earlier episode where we talked about some of our favorite cool tools. And that was in preparation for this new live episode in which we wanted to revisit that popular episode and do a new and updated version of it. So yes, we are going back to the land of cool tools. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be discussing even more of our favorite useful and just plain cool tools that we use on a regular basis. In our second segment, we'll discuss some ways that uh, others uh, uh, make protecting our cybersecurity even more difficult than it already is and uh, the dangers that it might raise in collaborative environments. And as usual, we'll finish with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. Uh, but first up, uh, one of our favorite topics, thanks to Kevin Kelly and Mark Freundfelder and their great Cool Tools podcast and their website and the Recommendo newsletter, we really like talking about Cool Tools. Um, and what's interesting about following the Cool Tools podcast and everything is that there, no matter how many different people they have on their show, there is no end to the number of cool tools. They're always bringing up different tools. I would have thought they would have run out of useful examples by now. So we want to do the same thing. We did it. Uh, you heard the rebroadcast in our last episode. Um, we want to do it again because, again, well, apparently we have no end of cool tools to talk to you about. Um, before we get started, we probably need to provide a little bit of explanation. Uh, so, Dennis, what do we mean by cool tools? Well, by cool tools, I just for me, it's it's just a cool it's a tool that's extremely useful. That it's hard to imagine your your life uh, before you had it around, and it it just makes life so much easier. The other thing about cool tools is when somebody describes one of their favorite cool tools to you, it's almost like you immediately want to run to Amazon and buy it, which is often the feeling I have after listening to the cool. Uh, tools podcast. So 
we did the rebroadcast, so I know some some listeners have probably re-listened to that. But we thought maybe Tom, that we should do a quick reminder, uh, without really explaining anything, of of uh, the cool tools that that we listed before. So I don't know if uh, Tom, why don't you take the main tools that we we mentioned in that podcast, and I'll I'll cover the bonus honorable mentions that we had. All right. Well, Dennis, um, in the first episode, your cool tools included the OXO Good Grips Jar Opener with Bass Pad, the Tivana Perfect T Tea Maker, uh, Spotify for ambient music and work soundscapes, and PowerPoint Presenter View. I uh, mentioned uh, Rocketbook Notebook, uh, Microsoft, which I then bought, Microsoft Teams, uh, the TacLife Electric Arc Lighter. Uh, and the Cavo Smart Remote. And then we had some quick bonus uh, honorable mentions. So Tom had the OXO Good Grips Meat Chopper, uh, Tune Fine, Liquid Snug, and One Tab. And I mentioned one of my favorite cool tools, OmniFocus, the Value Proposition Canvas, Kettlebells, and, uh, and my AirPods. So Tom, do you want to start with our cool tools for this episode with your first one? Absolutely. So my first cool tool is the Waterfield gear pouch. Um, I know that a lot of you may be fans of the Waterfield products. They do a lot of great computer bags and accessories. I've been looking for a good um, gear pouch for a long time, and I've actually stuck with this. I've had this for a while, um, and and it's kind of a testament to how much I like it that I've had it for so long because it's always, I think, a challenge to find a container that can hold any of your cords and your dongles and the other stuff that you may need to carry with you um, in your bag that, that... that it relates to the technology that you have. Um, yes, the Waterfield gear pouch looks a little bit like a bag that uh, you put cash in at the bank, um, but it is made from extraordinarily sturdy, really wonderful material. It's the right size for all of my my cables and my cords and everything that I need. Um, it's a great tool. It just is something that I have been able to um, use and uh, goes with me wherever I go. It's always in my backpack um, and it always has the things that I need in it. Um, it's not you know, by necessity, they can't be that big. They can't be huge, uh, huge pouches because they can. They need to fit in your backpack or in your bag. And so this doesn't always fit everything, but it fits what I need for a trip. Um, it's forty nine dollars, and it's from Waterfield Designs. We'll make sure we put all the links to all of these tools in the show notes. Dennis, what about you? What's your first one? So uh, the first one that I have really illustrates what a cool tool is in so many different ways. And so the uh, recently we had our first winter storm up here, and my wife held up this uh, the ice scraper I'm going to, to recommend in a second and said, I love this scraper. Um, and that's sort of the feeling you have about a cool tool. And also a lot of the cool tools, uh, especially on the Cool Tools podcast and Recommendo, are actually quite in expensive. So um, in some ways, I found this this tool even more useful when I was in uh, St. Louis because there's a, there's tends to be more ice storms in St. Louis than, than here in Michigan, but it works in both cases. And, and so this is the CJ Industries F101 fantastic ice scraper with brass blade, and it really is fantastic. And so the notion is it has this metal brass blade, which initially 
cause you concern that it's going to scratch your windshield, but it's a softer metal, so that's that's not an issue. And it just does an incredible job of clearing your windshield, uh, especially of, of ice. And um, it's just an amazing tool, and it's $5.95 on Amazon. And once you have it, you will never go back to using anything else to scrape off ice, and you'll wonder like how you lived without it before. And actually, I've looked it up, and, and the link to that on Amazon, you can actually get a four-pack for twelve ninety-five, which is an even better deal. You'll make a lot um, of friends with that. It's great. We'd be great exactly. stocking stuffers. Or one for all of your cars, right? <laughs> all right, my second cool tool is a free app, and I'm probably being unfair in mentioning this because it's not available, I think, to everyone right now. I don't think that my friends who have iPhones can use this, but it is so useful to me, and it is such a nice, um, cool app that I wanted to mention it anyway to, so that maybe with anticipation, my iOS friends could look forward to getting this at some point in time. Um, it's called the Google Recorder. It's a free app, and it's a recording tool. It's available on Android phones. It originally was only available on Pixel phones, but now I believe it's available on anybody who wants to, for, on any Android phone who wants to get it. It's a very simple, straightforward recorder. The difference is, is that, and, and what it does is, is that when it records, it will either record your voice if you want, or it will take a almost flawless word-for-word -word transcript that you can then save and view in any format that you want to. What's nice about this recorder is that it works offline as well. So you can do this, even if you don't have an internet connection, you can make the uh, uh, recordings um, and you don't need an internet connection to be able to do it. So uh, I'm not sure that I can say much more about it. You uh, press play, it records. When you're done with the recording, uh, you, plus, you press the, uh, the, the pause button and then you can either delete it, you can resume it, or you can save it. And it will save both the recording and it will save the uh, transcript as well. So uh, pretty straightforward, but uh, for free, it's a great little app. How good do you say the transcript is? I think that the transcription, um, the word detection, assuming that it's able to, it, it's a pretty clear connection, is pretty flawless. And it's doing it on the fly. You can watch it on the screen as you talk, and it's changing the words. If you say something that's clearly a proper noun or something, it doesn't quite get it at first, and then it realizes that's a proper noun, and it, re and it corrects it in there. It's, a, I think, very fast, and, uh, and so far, it's been extremely accurate. Cool. So uh, my next one, so in the, the last one I was talking about how I like soundscapes and ambient music to, to work by. Well, I've sort of extended out into what I would call sleep soundscapes. And, uh, and so that became really interesting to me as a way to kind of help me fall asleep and, and sleep better. And so then I combined another great tool, which is the eye mask, uh, or sleep mask, and uh, into something called the Peritong Skin-Friendly Wireless Music Bluetooth Sleep Eye Mask. $24. That's a mouthful there. $24. <laughs> and then I just hook it up to a device to play 
Spotify and there's some great Spotify playlists just for sleep and deep sleep and falling asleep and um, all those sorts of things. And then there's no wires to get tangled in. It's a great sleep mask, super comfortable. Um, and the uh, the speakers sort of move around in there so you can get them situated either on your ears or near your ears and in the, the way that best uh uh, suits you. And it's just a, a super useful device either at home or I, I think in some ways even better traveling uh, if you if there's like noise in the city or other things like that. But a great way to combine soundscapes and, and, uh, and sleeping. So two great things that people like to do. All right. And my third one is called uh, the Kitchen Gizmo Snap and Strain Strainer. I am not a fan of the name. Kitchen Gizmo sounds a little too uh, pop, pop, bang uh, to me, but uh, it is a great strainer. I'm, I'm used to using colanders to strain pasta or things from pots. Um, I'd rather not go to all that trouble and have two things that I have to have to worry about. The Kitchen Gizmo literally snaps onto the size of your pot. It's designed, it's made out of a silicone, so it's flexible. It's designed to, to, to fit on pots of multiple sizes, and it has a colander built into it. It's about, when, when you snap it onto the pot, it's about, takes up about a, a half to a third of the uh, of, of the side of your pot, and then you just turn the pot over in the sink, and it, uh, it you, you can use both hands with the pot. You don't have to worry about anything else, and it, uh, it what I like about it is it's nice on the cleanup, because the silicone um, is, <laughs> doesn't get dirty. Uh, you just rinse it off, put it back, you're good to go. It's a great time saver to strain things, and it makes it extremely easy when uh, I'm not a big fan of using colanders anymore, and this one has limited my need for, for having a colander now, and I use it almost all the time when I have to strain, uh, strain, strain things, vegetables, pasta, whatever it happens to be. The Kitchen Gizmo Snap and Strain Strainer. It's $16.99 at Amazon. And it's on my Amazon wish list. So my next one is something called the Bike Peddler Take a Look Cycling Eyeglass Mirror in the compact version, $13. So I lost one of these recently, and it just made me realize what a great tool it is and how I have to have one. And so there's a number of ways to do mirrors when you're cycling. You can put them on your handlebars, you can put it on your helmet, but there's a, a group of these tools, and the, this Bike Peddler Take a Look one mirror is an example of where you just clip it to your glasses. So it could be your regular glasses or, or sunglasses. And then you have like a nice rear view mirror and it improves your feeling of safety immensely because you can see what's coming up behind you and it doesn't slip off and you don't have to do this adjusting. And a lot of people don't like uh, to use the handlebar mirrors because it's kind of hard to, to look. You, you can take your eye off the road as you're looking at them. This is great because you just kind of glance with your eye and you can see what's behind you. For $13, it makes you feel like $13,000 safer. <laughs> All right, my number four is uh, the Life360 app. And those of you who are parents may already know about this app, but I have come to this app from a different direction, um, is that now I um, become sort of the parent to my parent. Uh, as 
uh, the Life360 app is an app that's designed to uh, basically show the location of where the people you love uh, happen to be on their smartphone. So it's an it's essentially a location sharing app, but it it, it has a few extra bells and whistles. Um, I think it originally grew up as being something that you could put on your children's phone so you knew where they were. But I, with an elderly father who is still out and about and driving, I find that it's also useful to know um, where he is, uh, if make, if anything goes wrong, I'm automatically notified, and I think it's nice to have that as a as a tool to uh, to be able to be there in case something goes wrong. Uh, the price for it is free. There's a free version, but it's a little bit limited in its features, and so I really recommend that you look at one of the. The subscriptions it goes to I think two ninety nine a month or seven ninety nine a month for the premium, and you can get not only location sharing but battery monitoring, which is which is so useful to me because I know whether my dad's phone is about to die or whether it did die, and that's why I haven't heard from him because he's his phone is dead. There is crash detection, so if there's in an accident, the app will notify you. Um, in addition to providing emergency response, um, and then there's also a driver report where you can tell. Uh, how fast they're going, whether they have hard braking. Uh, it basically shows you where they go. It's a little bit of the stalkery type thing, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my, and I'm, my dad agreed to do it. He agreed to do it. He can see where I go all the time. I really think that it's useful to be able to keep track of someone that you love um, so that you can help out in case something goes wrong. And it's, uh, like I said, free to $7.99 a month. I'll put the link in the show notes. And welcome to the personal surveillance society, but uh, there you go. F- for good cause. So my my last one is something I use every day, um, even though I, I don't commute. And so it's the Contigo, C-O-N-T-I-G-O, Auto Seal West Loop Vacuum Insulated Stainless Steel Travel Mug, 16 ounce, available in a two-pack because you got to have two. Um, $34.99 for two of them, so half of that for, for one. Um, this is just, just great. It seals perfectly, keeps your beverage hot or cold um, to an, um, for an amazing length of time, and is super easy to use and to clean, and uh, it's... Uh, in a way, I sort of feel like it's become my adult sippy cup, uh, so I don't spill my tea and other drinks anymore in this because if I knock it over, it's all it's all sealed up. And so I use it at home as much as I would use it in my car, and uh, I just cannot recommend it highly enough. It's just the greatest tools. And Tom, we love tools, and so let's wrap up this segment, and I'll ask you if you, you noticed that uh, there's a new Cool Tools book that's uh, coming out. Uh, there is a Cool Tools book, and frankly, if I were doing a lot of podcasts, which we are, maybe we should do a book on what we uh, we learned during our podcast, but that's essentially what it is, is that they've, they've taken all the great suggestions that come up on the podcast, and they've turned it into a book, which I think, frankly, for those people who don't listen to podcasts, I think it's a great way to spread the word, and uh, although I listen to the podcast all the time and I don't need to read the book, uh, maybe those of you who don't have time to listen to the podcast may have time to catch a few pages every now and then of the book it might be a good read so maybe we should do like the well we're close to like 500 parting shots maybe we should do like a parting shots book one of these days there you go 
There you go. I'm ready. I'm in. Start publishing. <laughs> so All as, right. As long as I do the work, right? No, no, no. So as long as you, well, you got to get started and then I'll catch up to you. All right. All right. So those are our cool tools. We hope you like them. Um, give us your examples of cool tools if you want to. Uh, and before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. So one of our favorite topics that no one else seems to like to discuss, especially lawyers, is cybersecurity when using collaboration tools. So even when you have great security hygiene, um, the others that you are working with can create problems with their sloppy, inadequate, or even non-existent uh, security practices. So I have two pet peeves that I noticed lately. And so the first that I really hate is the online providers who uh, have you sign up for a, uh, and create a new account and then they basically forbid you from using symbols or they do other things that keep you from creating a, a standard strong password. And I just don't understand that. And the second that I ran into is when you're at a conference and you're on a Wi-Fi network and it won't let you connect to the internet unless you turn your VPN off. And there's a technique I, I would describe as geofencing because it looks like that your device is connecting from somewhere, say, in the middle of the U.S. or in Canada or wherever you have your VPN bouncing off of. And, uh, and so then you have to turn the VPN off to use public Wi-Fi, which is not a great practice. So, Tom, I just wanted to kind of bat around the notion of why do others make it so hard for us to implement good security practices? Now, I will say, not to quibble, but I will say that I haven't had the second problem that you've had about VPN. There are lots of public Wi-Fi where I have to turn the VPN off before I can join it, but then I can immediately turn the VPN back on again and not have any problem. So I'm, that's, a, that's a new issue that I've seen. My bigger issue is actually something that was, frankly, ad addressed in the Cool Tools this past week where they talk about how to force how to force public Wi-Fi to give you a, a, a login page because there's often times where I try to connect to Wi-Fi and it doesn't even want to connect me and connect me to the login page for a couple of reasons. And, and I'll, I'll recommend that, that page on Cool Tools if people are interested. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, but so here's my, actually, my answer to this question is pretty straightforward and maybe simplistic, but to me, it's a simple answer. I think the obvious explanation is that everyone has a different way of defining security. I would like to say that there's not one good set of standards for what people should be doing. You know, when people, when someone is setting up information security, I would imagine that uh, people don't go to any one place. They look for best practices information security. I would say that a lot of people do that, but they shouldn't be. You know, I went to, I actually went to the NIST page, the National Institute for Standards and Technology, which is where I would expect to see standards like this 
promulgated. And sure enough, there are. There's a set of standards on passwords. But guess what? The minimum length for a password is eight characters. And they don't even require certain, cer certain characters in there. Because they've in the past couple of years, they've recognized that wham, wham, passwords are hard. And it's kind of disheartening to see that, that guidance because it makes it sound like, go look for something that's no less than eight characters, no more than 24 characters, and that it's easy for you to remember. And I get it. I get that it's hard. I get that people aren't going to buy password managers, but not everybody follows NIST. Not everyone is required to follow it. Um, I, I was sort of disappointed to see that that's the only standard. I mean, not the only, but that's one of the standards that's out there, and it doesn't require st stronger security on things. Um, so I, I suppose that's my short answer. Everybody's allowed to decide on their own what constitutes security, and the standards themselves <laughs> aren't always satisfying, at least not in my opinion. Dennis, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, that, that sort of comes back to our point, which is that we can be doing all the best that we can. And if we're, on a, uh, we're collaborating with people, or we're in some kind of collaborative environment that somebody else's bad practices or weak practices potentially have an impact on us because, you know, it's just not as, as safe for you to have, uh, you know, passwords that aren't strong. And if you eliminate one of the four factors, you know, uppercase, lowercase, numbers, and symbols, if you eliminate the symbols, then it just makes it easier for somebody to break those passwords, you know, significantly easy, easier. So uh, it's just one of those things that concerns me that I, I think you're right. People are saying, okay, what we have security and uh, what are the standards and we'll do this. And then the times change, the attacks change, the threats change, and people aren't, uh, don't keep up with that. What, what I don't like though is that I can't override it's sort of like either you do it their way or you don't do it at all but i i can't override and make a more secure password so it's one of those things and, it's, and it, to me i just noticed a couple of these things recently and i guess you're you're right time i i didn't notice that whether i could then turn the vpn back on um i actually don't think i could in that situation without losing the internet it just illustrates the point to me that we've been talking about a lot is that in the collaborative world that uh, you really got to think through all the different people who potentially have access to your information or your devices or your network and, and whether their own security practices are safe enough for you. So now it's time for our parting shots. That one tip website or observation you, use, you can use the second this podcast ends, and which may become a, a book in the near future. Uh, Tom, take it away. There's been one thing that I've been trying to do for a while, and that is to find better ways to use my uh, the Todoist app. Um, we, I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's my task manager of choice. It is an incredibly strong and powerful app to use for task management, and I am only scratching the service on how to use it. And so uh, I went looking to find people who could talk about it, and I found um, a YouTube page by a productivity guy whose name is Carl, and I know I'm going to misspell or mispronounce his name. It's either Pullen or Pulain. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, um, but he has a whole series of productivity videos, m way more than I'm ever going to watch on, on Todoist, but 
he's not just limited to Todoist. He also has a lot on Evernote. He also talks about um, Mac apps and how to be productive using those. Um, he has, and his, his, his videos are digestible. They're not longer than, most of them are between seven or eight minutes. The longest I usually see is between 12 and 15 minutes. They're very digestible. Um, he's actually pulled up the computer screen. He's showing you how to do it. He's got 250 separate video episodes on Todoist that I'm never going to get through, but I sure am interested in trying to learn some more about it. Um, it's a great page. I recommend that you go look to it, look, look at it. Carl Pullen, Pullen Productivity Videos. Dennis. Yeah, and uh, so Tom, before the, we started recording, we were actually talking about videos and how it's interesting how you can do these these short videos in a lot of ways. And so recently, I've been asked by I don't know how many people for tips about how I published uh, my my latest book and the the new LinkedIn book that Allison Shields and I did uh, on on Amazon as a direct to Amazon book. And uh, and I think I could just do a video of me kind of talking through those tips. So it's uh, it's kind of like an I interesting new medium uh, for me that I haven't explored, but I, I would like to. So my parting shots, I have two of them. In an ongoing parting shot, uh, I just want to mention my 15 or my 57 tips for successful innovation outcomes in law, which is a free PDF download of tips, uh, which you can find on my website. And I do want to mention the LinkedIn book that I just mentioned mentioned. So Allison Shields and I've written a new uh, book on LinkedIn for the legal profession. It's called Make LinkedIn Work for You, a practical handbook for lawyers and other legal professionals. It's available on Amazon as a paperback and in the the Kindle version, and it's very nicely priced and a, a great gift for the, this the upcoming gift giving season. All right, and so that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode. Ah, we can find show notes at the Legal Talk Network website and our the page for this podcast. Um, we're not going to be using tkmreport.com anymore for show notes. Um, we'd like to. We thought that it would be make more sense if we could have the show notes be in the same place as where the episode is and where the transcript of the uh, of the the program is. So you can hit, hit, go to the Legal Talk Network site for this episode, and you'll find all the show notes there. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site, where you can find archives of our previous podcasts and with the aforementioned transcripts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please reach out to us on LinkedIn. Remember, we still love getting voicemail. Send us a voicemail at 720-441-6820, and we might feature you on our B segment. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to The Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next time for another episode of The Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to The Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.